Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. If you are catching this live or just after, I am going live on Instagram officially. Last week I said I was, but I didn't, and Facebook. And I'm recording the vocal differently so that when we upload it and you're listening to this in the future, it's a little more clear. So I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Um, This is the weekly show done on a different day, which is not relevant if you're listening in the future. And I called this week's episode the deliberate practice of consciousness. And I asked you guys to write in if you had anything that you were struggling with and I would cover it in the show. So a bunch of you wrote in. And so I am going to make this show about you. And here's the premise. Are there tools and practices of consciousness? And I see all of you joining. I'm so glad you're here. Are there tools and practices of consciousness that would make your life easier? Yes or no? If you get yes to that, and out of this show, you will take these stories and these people's questions and apply them to your life and apply that practice to your life, things will get easier, okay? the What I realized the other day over the weekend that one of the things that sort of sets me apart or that has made my life easier faster has been my commitment to taking a tool and literally practicing it. And it's very deliberate. It's like I take one thing. Hello, Mr. Jason Rowe. Hi, Loretta. I take one thing and I practice it for a period of time. And I got this is not I mean, it's not a new concept and I didn't originate it. But I think the muscle of practicing in my world got really developed when I was a kid. I was, my mom was training me to go to Juilliard as a pianist. And so I had to practice anywhere from an hour to three hours every single day to get good. The same is true if you want to learn a language. The same is true if you want to kind of excel at anything. There's a whole article on the internet or a whole premise by Malcolm Gladwell called the 10,000 hour rule, which is to be an expert in anything. You practice it for 10,000 hours and then you're an expert. And there's people that debunk that and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line, If you want to be great at something, if you want to access consciousness, which is where all your choices, all the possibilities are, you've got to be willing to practice. So I am going to spend the whole show using these people's questions because I have like 10 different questions. And I'm going to talk about a deliberate choice for a practice of consciousness that you could choose that would create some change for you. Okay, you guys ready? All right. I'm going to flip to my page here. Okay, cool. What can you deliberately practice that would change things for you? That's the premise of this show. Okay. Marcella wrote in and she said, good morning. On the CBC Calgary radio, they said that the last 10 months is like Groundhog Day. Amen, sister. To which I am going to put into a few words, I feel stuck. Anybody else relate? Here is my story. Everything seems to take forever to accomplish. I'm not interested in cooking. I take way too long to get things done. Even though I exercise three times a week, I walk and I work a full-time job from home now. Even I even have a small home-based business and I've lost my motivation to move it forward. I live in a large condo complex of older seniors. Oof, 
And some days I just want to get the heck out of the building or open my patio door for air as if I feel like I'm suffocating or move out of the building. What the heck is this? So my question is, what's going on with this feeling of being stuck? Nothing seems to be working to get rid of it. Okay. There's a few questions that got sent in, and this is one of them, where the practice of communing with and receiving from entities is relevant. Now, I have a free call coming on this very topic tomorrow. If you're listening in the future, you can check my website for the download. But this question is entity awareness time. Now, there's a number of different practices that you could choose here. But I'm going to use this question as an opportunity to talk about the practice of receiving from entities. Why? Because entity awareness shows up as all different kinds of things. It shows up as the sensation of stuck. It shows up as moods. It shows up as suicidal feelings. It shows up as pain in your body. It shows up as foggy vision. It can show up as brain fog. Like Entity awareness can show up as so many different things. And here's what pinged about what she said. I live in a large complex of older seniors and I feel stuck and like everything's moving in slow motion and in sludge. So the first practice you could choose with this is who does this belong to? Is this mine? Yes or no. And that practice is for the very beginning, a practice of three full days um, using that tool for every single thought, every single sensation, every single emotion that comes into your space. Okay. That's one choice you have. The other choice that I would look at is truth. Am I aware of entities? Yes or no. And if you're aware of entities, you got to get that that awareness shows up as the feeling of stuck. Now, there is also all this other shit going on in the world, right? How many people in the world feel stuck? Hence the recommendation of the first practice of who does it belong to? But the second practice is just as relevant. And if you get that you are aware of entities and you are not on a daily basis clearing them, communicating with them, receiving from them, letting them download to you, then you will be at the effect of all of the entity activity. So you got to look at which one of those would create more for you. And if you need more information on the entity practice, just message me and I'll give you a link to some lives where I do an exercise and you can do that on a daily basis. Okay. That right there is a conscious practice of, that's a practice of deliberate practice of consciousness. Um, when you have a capacity with something like entities or anything, and you don't practice being an aware being, then you're always at the effect of what you're aware of. Okay. Susan wrote in and said, hi, Crystal, my mother is actively dying and I am sad. I will miss her. What can I say and do? Okay, so what's the deliberate practice here that Susan could choose that would create some change here? Good question. What would it be like to know that you can never be separated from anybody? Now, there's a lot of people choosing to leave the, the world at the moment. There's a lot of people whose bodies are dying. My partner's body, my partner's dad's body just died. So what would you have to cultivate in your world to know that you could never be separate from anybody? Now, I will be recording in some exercises to gift uh, to for you guys to purchase if that's something you want. But in the meantime, 
It's like, are you buying the lie that you can be separate? Number one. Number two, will your body miss her? Yes or no. And three, what can you cultivate in your world? What receiving, what, what being with her as a being can you cultivate in your world now to get that, that she's never, she can never actually leave you. You guys will never actually be separate. So the deliberate practice that I would play with is taking time every single day and being with her energetically. Because once you go into a story, once you go into a sadness or a judgment that a judgment of some kind, you're no longer with. And so the story becomes more real. The sadness becomes more real. The separation becomes more real. The dying becomes more real. The reason for dying becomes more real when you don't cultivate with. So I would spend some time and really cultivate that presence with her being, not just her body, so that you start to get a different sense of the communion that's actually available to you. And that could just look like sitting there and just being with her being, you know? Cool. All right, Miss Ruby, what can I be or ask to be more interesting point of view with my relationship and his demons? <laughs> Everything else in life is creating more and works and what else is possible? Okay, here's the practice that I would engage in. The deliberate practice of consciousness, it would be... Um, it's, it would be found in chapter one of The Gentleman's Club, which is a book by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here. There's a section in there called, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's something like change or differently, different or differently, I forget. It's a very clear section, something around differently. And the conversation in that chapter goes like, um, we, we keep thinking that we can do things differently and get a different result, like sit differently in the chair or, you know, wear the shirt differently instead of just going, what can I choose here that's different? Just what can I choose here that's different? And in that section in the chapter, there is a list of questions that I personally wrote out on a piece of paper and put on my nightstand and read to myself like three or four times a day for about a week. Because I was going through a period of time where I was not being interesting point of view. I was doing a lot of reaction. I was doing, a, I was just doing a lot of reaction. And I couldn't seem to change it, right? And there are these practices of interesting point of view. And I'm sure we'll talk about that today. But what I would do is a practice of asking different questions. And I didn't know what different questions to ask. The thing is, when you do ask a different question, you get different information. The universe can contribute something different to you. And what I loved about this section in that book was that it had questions I never would have thought to ask. And the one I can remember, the other ones were, had so many words, I couldn't remember them. But I have the paper. It's actually sitting right underneath my laptop here. The one I can remember is what can I choose here that's different? And I lived as that question for like a week. I was so deliberate about creating that change for myself because I nothing else seemed to be working. And after a week, I started getting a different possibility started emerging. And it, there came a big transformation out of that. So the practice, very deliberate, that I would engage in with this one is, is grab that book, get it on Kindle, you can get it instantly and write out those questions in that little section in chapter one and live with them for at least a week and see what changes for you. Okay, Himanshi. Hi, can you talk about the ask which comes from desperation? 
does the universe delay to give them? Okay, I need to give you some information about this first, okay? When you ask from an energy of desperation, what you think you're asking for is not what you're asking for. Why? Because the universe speaks energy. So the universe is not listening to the words that come out of your mouth. We believe the words that come out of other people's mouths and our mouths. We are stupid. The universe listens to the energy. So when you're being an energy of desperation, guess what's going to show up? More desperation. The universe doesn't have a point of view about what it contributes. It's just contributing what you're asking for. And you're, you're asking for what you're being. So if you're being desperate, that's coming from a couple of hundred lies that an infinite being could need, an infinite being could lack, an infinite being could have anything but just infinite possibilities. Um, so you're functioning from, so the universe is just listening to, I need more desperation, I need more desperation, I need more of what I lack, I need more of what I lack, I need more of what I lack, okay? So you have to understand that in order to then choose a practice that's actually going to change it. So the the thing that I would do, the deliberate practice of consciousness that I would choose is going through the how to become money workbook. Now, most of you are never going to do this. I heard Gary tell us to do this for like five years before I did it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought the book. I let it gather dust on my nightstand. I had the book. Um, I never did it. So uh, when I actually chose to go through that book every single week for the full four hours that it takes to go through it in one sitting, after about eight weeks, that energy that I was asking from, that desperate energy, that needing energy, that lacking energy changed. And I was actually able to totally transform the thing. Now, it doesn't matter if, what you're desperate about. If you're desperate about money, if you're desperate about what relationships, if you're desperate about people, it doesn't really matter. That book will transform that for you. So, But that will be a deliberate choice to just go through it and to trust that it's going to create something. Okay? So that's what I would say about that. Miss Diana says, right now I'm struggling with making art. Not because of creativity, but the interesting point of view of more things in the world and what is the point? I have tried clearing them and I haven't been able to get out of them. Okay. So the thing that comes here, the thing I'm curious about is, are there any distractor implants you're functioning from? Now, here's, what, here's why I ask that. A distractor implant is something that puts your it puts your attention on something you can't handle. You can't change it. You can't make it better. You can't fix it. That's what a distractor implant is. And there's 24 of them. So it's like a universe of shit. Um, anger, rage, fury, hate, blame, shame, regret, and guilt. Addictive, compulsive, obsessive, perverted points of view. Love is a distractor implant. Sex is a distractor implant. Jealousy, peace. Um, life, living, death, reality. Uh, fear, doubt, business, and relationship. So I know I went through those really, really fast, but if you go back and you rewind this and you re-listen, that's a lot of stuff that potentially puts our attention on something we can't handle. We can't change it. We can't fix it. We can't. So you know you're in a distractor implant universe loop when I've tried clearing them and I haven't been able to get out of them. I've cleared them and cleared them and cleared and I can't get out because a distractor implant functions like a Mobius strip or an infinity loop. So it keeps you looping. So what I would look at is if I wasn't the pra deliberate practice now, right? We're going to deliberately choose something here. 
first of all, the deliberate practices, I would buy the book and I would study it and I would loop all those clearings in there. That's what I would do. And number two, it's like, if I wasn't doing distractor implants here, what would I choose? And maybe just use that question for a week. If I wasn't doing distractor implants here, what would I choose? Because the thing is, like, if you're not doing distractor implant, you do have choice and you could choose. But when you're trying to fix something, you're functioning from a false premise, which is that anything's broken in the first place. Nothing's broken. There's just choice. So that question will start to get you into a different awareness of what choices you have that go beyond being looped into something. Okay. Ivra wrote in and said, I'm struggling with body pain, mainly a chronic headache. Listen, guys, um, my first question would be to Ira, truth, do you have an awareness of entities? Yes or no? I got, I have always for all of my life gotten headaches and they changed over the years. In my, in my youth, they were headaches that sort of stemmed from like my power band up. And your power band is one of the bars. So there's 32 points on your head. Your power band is one of them. So in the beginning of my youth, I, I got power band headaches, man, right at the occiput of my spine. And then as I got older, at some point, it literally just switched. And so I started getting just a different kind of headache, like all the muscles in my, it felt like my brain was swelling. And I would normally get a headache. I started getting these headaches after I would have something to drink. So I started associating the headaches with having a hangover because that's what you do, right? I have a hangover. And I never asked about anything else. I just assumed I drank too much and whatever. But I started to like not drink as much and I started playing with it and I would still get these headaches. And one day it got so bad. Like my headache got so bad. I was on the floor of my office just like dying. And it had been niggling me that I might not be the, the entity thing, the entity conversation had been niggling me, but I hadn't really been engaging with it. I've just been like, yeah, yeah. Entities take a couple ad, they'll move on. Right. And the thing is though, that when you have a capacity with awareness of the spirit world and you do not acknowledge it, you do not claim it and you do not practice it, you will have body pain period or you'll have emotional pain. You'll have some sort of pain. Why? Because the only way the unseen world can communicate with you is through intensity in your body, is turning up that energy. And most of us have a backlog of entity activity that we've not paid attention to. So can you imagine, it's like when you don't do your taxes for five or 10 years, there's a backlog. Like when you look at the backlog, how much energy comes up, it's huge. When you don't have a backlog and you're caught up and you're like handling everything, right? It's ease. But when you're dealing with a backlog, it's like hurts. And you just have to at some point just turn around and face it and deal with it. And you eventually get through it. But the same is true of entity activity. And that would be my first question for Miss Ira is like, truth, are you aware of entities and have you claimed it? And are you practicing it daily? I guarantee you she's not. And I don't mean that Ira, hopefully if you're watching, you get what I mean by that. I would explore that. That would be the deliberate practice of consciousness that I would choose is what's it going to take for me to claim that I have this capacity and for me to practice this daily. And we talk so much about that in the beginning class. I have two beginning classes coming up in February um, and two intros. So, you know, you can explore it more for yourself if you want, but the deliberate practice of daily sitting with and being with all the entity activity and allowing it to clear and allowing it to transform and you being that gift consciously will change your pain. 
All right, Miss Estera. When I have hard times, sometimes I think it's wrong. I hate it and I have to fix it immediately. Like it's very urgent to fix and to have a nice energy flow. I would like to reach a point when everything is all right according to my feelings. Nowadays, I try to check the possibilities, but I remember times when I could do stupid things just to just to do something in order to solve the problem and have back my unicorn world. I still think, nevertheless, that a nice and happy life should exist without problems and obstacles and wrong people. And sometimes I have the feeling to kill the problems which are disturbing my nice and cozy life. Amen, Esther. Sometimes I think I'd like to live in a world of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I also think I still have the tendency to ignore situations, people, issues, which can cause difficulties just to maintain my pink world. So the deliberate practice of consciousness that I would choose here is 100 times a day, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory 100 times every day. Here's why. Life is a mix of everything. I don't know if you guys have noticed. It's a mix of good and bad and ugly. And that's what life is. People, you are a mix of everything, good and bad and ugly. And if I'm not willing to receive it all, just be with all of it, then the person I cut off is me. If I'm willing to just receive it all, just as it is with no point of view, then I get to have me and I get to be me and I get to perceive and I get to receive and I get to know. So what all, what that mantra does, if you do it a hundred times a day, do it a hundred times a day for at least a week and see what it changes. Literally sit yourself down, put a reminder in your phone, deliberate practice of consciousness. Your receiving will change. You will start to have a different sense and a different willingness to receive everything with no point of view. We've got three more. You think we can do it? Augusta said, thank you so much for this opportunity. I want things to be much clearer around my non-access consciousness parents. You and me both, sister. What questions can I keep asking so that they truly see the benefits of AC? Oh, Miss Augusta, you want to change people. Or at least I can be me and not let myself dive deep into their story. My life before access is still in my life. It doesn't disappear. Interesting. Why can I ask to be more open and not go into judgment or justification? It all seems so confusing sometimes. Okay, let me look at this one. Okay, I want to say a couple things about this one. We may not get to everybody. Maybe I'll just go over. I can't. Okay. First of all, confusion is a creation to not be aware. So when you create, you have to create yourself as confused. And that's a coping to not be aware. So you just gotta get that. When you do confusion, you're doing, you're creating yourself as not present and not aware. That's not your brightest choice because then you can't actually make choices from what is. So here's the deliberate practice that I would engage in with this. It's one question and you're gonna do the clearing statement after. And it's this, what am I refusing to be aware of that I could truly be aware of that if I were willing to be aware of it would give me me? 
and everything that doesn't allow it times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds, okay? So I would do that, loop that, ask it out loud 30 times a day for 30 days if you want. Put it on a clearing loop on your phone, but deliberately choose that because what's happening here is Miss Augusta doesn't want to know where her parents function from and that she is different. And trust me, guys, I've been dealing with this so much in my own life, like with my family and my siblings. The thing I've had to claim is that they want what they want and I'm different. And that's all. And when I got clear on that, it was no longer confusing or hard to be around them because I wasn't trying to change them or me. I was just being and letting them be and choosing based on what was going to work. But everything beyond that is your projections and expectations of what you think should be that just isn't. So until you're ready to be aware of everything that just is, which you may not want to be aware of because it'd be so much nicer if people would just choose what you think they should choose, right? But they don't. They only ever choose what they're going to choose. And your parents are choosing what works for them. And you're choosing what works for you. And you're just different. So the key is to, do, to practice something that's going to cultivate allowance for you. What am I refusing to be aware of that I could choose to be aware of that if I would be aware of it would give me me? And everything that doesn't allow it times a godzillion, we destroy it and create it all. Right, wrong, give up, pop up, all night, shorts, poison, guts. Araceli wrote in and said, um, I am struggling with the fact that I've been a finance employee for 20 years, successful, did great projects in my jobs. I want to be independent. I, I even have had a client for four months and I made great savings for him of millions of Mexican pesos. Since then, one year already, I have done nothing. Not even one phone call, a message in LinkedIn to promote myself, nothing. There is something stopping me, freezing me, and I'm tired of that, but it is still there. Okay, here's your deliberate practice, Araceli, and for anybody else who has stopped. Truth, can anyone stop you besides you, yes or no? Now, if you get no to that, which you should, because the only person that can stop you is you, because you're that powerful, <laughs> I would, your practice is to go, if I wasn't stopping me, what would I choose? That's it. Just ask that question for the next week. If I wasn't stopping me, what would I choose? If I wasn't stopping me, what would I choose? If I wasn't stopping me, what would I choose? If I wasn't stopping me, what would I choose? A few more bits of information about this is, when you hit a goal or a target that you don't know you've hit, or maybe you didn't even know you had a target, like maybe you didn't, for example, maybe you didn't think you could make money on your own and then you got one client and you made money and you hit that target, but you don't, you didn't know you hit the target. You didn't even know you had the target and you didn't acknowledge that you hit it. Um, then you stop because you've done the thing you set out to do. Okay. That's, that's one of the things that happens now like I'm actually, I'm writing a book right now. I've got half of it done. I've got a bunch of other of it almost done. There was a point I hit last week where I just stopped. And I was like, what occurred there? Because I don't actually want to stop, but I did stop. So I had to look at what occurred. And that's the other piece of the deliberate practice you can add. It's like, okay, what occurred here? And if I wasn't stopping myself, what could I choose? Okay. And then let's do Andrea real quick. Andrea said, I noticed the other day that I've had the same goal, leaving my nine to five boring ass job for the last three years. I've asked myself a million times, what's good about this I'm not getting? And I can come up with some things, paycheck, insurance, but I also feel totally blocked on what else I can do too. I tend to go into the conclusion world of what it has to look like, but everything I come up with is based on my past, which means another boring ass job. 
How can I get to a space of what would bring me joy while contributing financially to my family? This is a strong ass block that I can't seem to break through. And I'm so tired of waking up every Monday with that pit in my belly and the, is this it kind of energy? All right. And guys, I'm probably going to do a 14 day series on getting unstuck because I get this is a lot of what a lot of you are struggling with. Um, so what's the deliberate practice here? The deliberate practice that I would engage in here is a couple of questions. What is the energy of truly living for me? Question number one, you're just going to live with that. What is the energy of truly living for me? The second thing I would invite you to do is the 30 times 30 awareness challenge. You can go to the awarenesschallenge.com and it's this clearing. What would it take to be willing to live the energy of what I'd like my life to be so that it can show up for me in totality and everything that doesn't allow it and all the thoughts, feelings, and emotions and no sex I'm using to absolutely refuse my life and the energy I'd like my life to be. I destroy and create that right, wrong, good, bad, pop, buck, online, shorts, boys, man. And you do that out loud 30 times a day for 30 days. And I support you with a checklist and a wallpaper and encourage you to put a reminder on your phone. But that is a deliberate practice that I have seen create so much for so many people. Literally, and I was shocked at the difference it made when I actually did it. Um, everything changed in my life. So two things. What's the energy of truly living for me? Live with that question. Keep asking it and do this thing 30 times a day for 30 days. All right. There is a practice that you can engage in to change everything in your life. But we have to practice because we were trained on how to be finite beings. The conversation in access consciousness is like, what would it take to be an infinite being with infinite choice, infinite possibilities, infinite awareness? That's different. That's not even the same universe. So if we're not willing to be diligent and, and practice this stuff, it's not going to occur. And we're always going to struggle in a reality that wasn't made for us to flourish. This reality was not made for us to flourish. This reality was to keep us trapped. So we have to be willing to create a different reality. And that's done with the choice for deliberate practice of consciousness. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. If you loved it and would tag a friend, share it with a friend, I'd be so grateful. You can leave a review on iTunes also. That would be amazing. Um, and otherwise, I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.